and welcome, one and all, back to another edition of the That Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus, and you are joining me live in the That Comedy Studios, but I'm never alone with my boy, Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to people. I, I, I hurt. I'm in pain. Huh? My hurt? body hurts. Your body hurts? Yeah. Well, that's no good. It's a good hurt. It's... A sexual hurt? No. Oh. Not even a little bit. Damn, I'm sorry to hear that. Sexual healing helps, though. I don't know if that really helps. <laughs> My rib meat hurts. Rib meat? Rib meat, yep. You heard me right. <laughs> what the hell is rib meat? I didn't know, but apparently there's muscles there. Really? Okay, well... Hopefully someone can work that out for you, Joey. Mm. We do have a special guest this week, Joey. Yes, we do. Our special guest this week joining us on the CPMMA Fighting Line, Ms. Apple Brown Betty. Welcome to the Dot Comedy Podcast. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. It is definitely our pleasure to have you on. We're going to sit down a little later today, tonight, this evening. I'm scared now because you got her name right, and I don't know how to handle that. Okay, her name was more simple than most. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't a bunch of extra syllables that I can't didn't need to perform. Um, As well as it wasn't like you didn't add necessary syllables either. It wasn't. It wasn't a tongue twister like Leoli. It's still not a tongue twister. (laughs) You're you're making it one unnecessarily. Oh man, but yes. So we do. We're gonna sit down later. We're gonna um, segment number two. We're gonna sit down and have a conversation with Ms. Apple Brown Betty just to, just to get to know her. She's new to the dot comedy world. Hope she hope she doesn't run screaming into the night after she gets off this podcast because because uh, we're 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 a little different, a little dangerous sometimes. We, we we do stuff a little off. Yeah, I ain't scared. Okay, that's well, good. hey, then that's a good thing. Um, but Joe, it's been a long week, man. Yes, it has. So remember last week when I told you that um, the no, job- it's been long. I don't remember last week. <laughs> Please refresh me. Remember last week when I when I told you that my job hired me back after my Mexico excursion? Ah, yes. Yes, I started back working this week. Oh, how'd that go? Went horrible. Mm. Um, I uh, usually I, returning to work does. Yeah, I I I've been in pain for the last two days. Oh my god! Holy shit! But She's why? Here? Why she got why and she, on the screen and on and and in person? This is different, ladies and gentlemen. For the first time in six months. We like to welcome. uh, I was here like two shows ago. Don't, don't. She better not see your shadow, and then we'll have (laughs) six six more more weeks weeks of winter. winter. (laughs) Miss, I have a ring light for y'all and everything. Look at me, I'm professional. Look at you. Look at you. Welcome, welcome, Miss Candace August. Hello. At just Candace. Uh, Candace, this Miss Apple Brown Betty. She's our guest this evening. Good evening, Miss Candace. (laughs) Oh man, I need to be good today, Joey. Uh, this is—I <laughs> don't know—I don't know if I could be the guy I normally am with Candace, because because normally Candace Candace is the is the uh, the lightning rod for a lot of my my attention during episodes of the podcast. But hold on, let me just say you're always obnoxious. I don't—it's <laughs> not okay ever. So just don't do it. <laughs> Okay, it's my show. I can do what I want that's to do. His, uh, <laughs> that's, that's my shtick. That's literally what he gets paid to do. On Thank him. you. <laughs> we pay him a very strong uh, $0 cash amount <laughs> to be that character. <laughs> to be that guy. DJ Marcus is, is, is a strong character on this show. 
But this week, man, I, yes, like I said, Joey, I get went and back to work. strong, you mean annoying. You're an annoying <sighs> character on yeah. the show. But yes, yes, I am. Hey, but it's mine. I, I, I am the host of the show, so I can be that guy. It's like Steve Harvey when he goes, <laughs> your mama, what? <laughs> Steve Harvey can do that because he's the host. Um, but yeah, man, long week, Joe. Back mm-hmm. to work. Um, finally found out all those um, all those kids that keep coming up. None of them are mine, so I can go back to work and get my whole paycheck. I'm very are happy. Are you back? You, you out of recovery from your penis uh, enlargement surgery? You back in, hey, in the office? It, it, was a, it was a detanglement. Uh, it wasn't an enlargement. It was a detanglement. Because, <laughs> again, I keep getting these married women tra- is trapped that, up. Is that when you end an affair abruptly before it starts? <laughs> She couldn't handle the entanglement, did, so I had to get a detanglement did, to make sure she could walk straight. Did Jada come after you and you had to say no? Is that no, what happened? No, I, I would I would not go down that road with Jada. Will slaps. Uh, he can't. I can't do that. With yeah, but he, he doesn't. Sla- he only slaps if you put her name in his in your mouth. Not oh, not her. <laughs> anything put- else. <laughs> August done. Who knows what he put in his mouth? Hey. Oh my goodness! That's not where we were going with that. Show. I didn't. I I'm sorry. That's just the way it happens. Candace wants to know if my stitches are removed, mm. so I can make my way down to where she is. I know. I know. Oh what time my God! See what I'm saying? I, Obnoxious. You have a guest today. Please be on your best behavior before we get me to get it together. <laughs> that, that was that was a worry. <laughs> no, I'm not that girl. I'm, okay. I'm not, you don't have to worry about that. As okay. long as I don't get me too, it's all good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's the beauty of the Die Comedy Podcast. Be yourself. You ain't got, you ain't got to worry about no, nobody coming after you on this episode. Maybe some other ones. <laughs> some other ones may uh may may rise a little bit. But Joey, mm. what you we get, get, get what did you get into this week? I had to slow my mouth down. It was going too fast. It went too fast for me. I honestly don't remember what happened this week. <laughs> it went by too quick. I don't. I don't even actually remember what I did this whole weekend. Really? Where the fuck was? I? Oh, I forgot. My brother came down. That's why it was in um, a parallel universe known as Family Time. Ah. And uh, so we did like a three-day uh, momathon, oh which my went yeah, which is a lot. It was a lot. But you know who your brother looks like? Now I saw I saw Joey's brother. At the uh, comedy shows near me, comedy show on Thursday night at McGinty's Public House, which went really well. Yes, and we was. had an awesome, uh, an awesome show with some fantastic comments. Shout it was, it to, was a uh, good show. Uh, Christian, Christian, Christian McCarthy, McCarthy former on. guest on the Die Comedy Podcast. Yep, uh, he was there. Um, but yeah, Martin we, Phillips was all, Martin was, Phillips was our headliner. He was fantastic, and so was uh, uh, Lil Vita, who was yes. the opener. Lil Vita, Lil Vita did a good job. Um, but um, but I saw your Lil brother. Vita's not a rapper. No. Yeah. She doesn't have that like vibe a at all. That just got signed to Young Money. She she looks like is that a comic? She looked like she, one. Yeah. Comic. The funny thing was she looks like and sounds like a comic on the flyer. In person, <laughs> totally different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she but she was she was very funny. Um, I did I did laugh at her jokes. Okay. Because again, I I have a weird sense of humor. Like my like like deaf jokes and, and abortion jokes are hilarious to me, especially when women tell. Them. Well, women tell them it's funny. Because you're a degenerate. You are a degenerate, evil person with a black soul. <laughs> hey, my soul is, is powerful. Black. That's right. It is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Apple Brown Betty. Black power. 
Oh, but yeah, so I saw your brother. Now, yes. Joey, you got to pull this picture up, okay? So everybody everybody sees. I don't know what you're getting, what thousand notifications you're getting uh, right now. Dell decides that uh, we need to optimize the computer. Not right now, <laughs> Dell. I don't know why I decided now to make that entrance. Uh, so pull up I, System of a Down. Why are y'all talking about Joey's brother like he's never been on the podcast? The audience has been introduced to him before. Yeah. But they have not seen him. So the, not pre, not post-COVID. Because post-COVID, Thomas uh, hits different. Yes. Oh, okay. Thomas looks like... You, you have, have all of you heard of the group called System of a Down? So he looks like yeah. Surge? Yes. <laughs> yes. She does the band numbers. I like okay. how... Step further than me. This is our group because everyone knows who that is here. <laughs> I, was not, I was not expecting everyone to say yes. <laughs> Jesus. I'm the only one who doesn't know. Brown Betty with the assist. She knew the name, too. <laughs> the alley There you go. Uh, so you've never seen him? I, I don't I don't care about Armenian singers. <laughs> Put somebody on the screen. That's Put slightly racist, Joseph. One or two. I'm, I'm working on it. That is slightly racist, Joey. Okay. I just want you to know that. Okay. Because you're, you're, you're... I wasn't trying to make it that way, but like, I just... Whatever the fuck sound comes out of his face, I'm over it. It looks like the older, like the younger version of him, though. So, like on the from the from that uh, from uh, the toxicity era. So find that. Was Vincent. there any other era where they were relevant? They're relevant now, Joey. Shit, you know what, Joey? I'm tired of you and your <laughs> racism. This is why. This is why I don't like Joey hanging out with me. You have a question? Uh oh. Someone got. Sucked up by the Matrix. And then Candace flipped on her side. I don't know what the hell happened. Oh, now she's gone. Yeah. Okay. Candace got sucked in by the Matrix. Maybe she was raptured and we're left behind. <laughs> why would why her screen cut off? I think God just oh. leaves us. Leaves, leaves us right where we are. He wouldn't take Candace. Nah, I'm just nah. certain. I'm certain Candace wouldn't go first. Is uh, this because I wished to be raptured a few weeks ago? Did you? See, did yeah, you? remember when my mom said, said she wanted to try stand-up? Yeah. <laughs> I actively said, I want rapture me now. Like I'd rather be in the belly of a hell beast than be present for this. No, yeah. no, no. The raptor's the good one. The raptor's when God brings you home, and if you're left behind, you know, you, you left in oh. hell. You know, you cast out. That's whatever. what he wants. He I'm, wants God to take him I'm, away from his mom doing stand Either <laughs> option. Either, either, either. Heaven or hell. Heaven wherever. or hell. Just get me out of here. Just not the audience at mom's show. Exactly. Right. I want to be at that show. I, I, I told Joey when he said it, I want to be front row. As long as I can be as far away as possible. And I'm a video it and put it on Facebook where all, where all his friends can see it. Because I know she's going to talk about him. I know, I know she's going to give all the embarrassing mm. stories about Joey. So, yeah, um, it was mom's weekend. And yes. my brother was... T- <laughs> Speaking of mom. Uh, it was it was actually kind of nice. We, 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 we So, first night we just watched the George Carlin documentary. Okay. Or at least the first half of it. Because I didn't realize it's a two-part, four-hour se- session. And... There's no way mom was getting through all of that. Like, she can't Hold on. sit in one place. There's a Carlin documentary? Yes. It was made by Judd Apatow. Okay. That's why he was on the Colbert Report a few weeks ago. On Colbert's night show? <laughs> Where's that? Is it on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> your screen froze, Candace. <laughs> and it just froze with your eyes closed <laughs> in confusion. And now it froze with you making dimples. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with your internet. The this face, week. the face you that you got froze on was just amazing. <laughs> it was adorable. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get your internet together, uh, Candace. I, I told you, just spring for the for the senior package. They, they we have good. We have good internet. I don't. I think it's this. Is this platform? Is this app? It literally only happens I to you. I literally work from home, so I have to have reliable internet. Not, I never have a problem until I log in here on Tuesday night. The only persons, only persons that's happened to were Candace August and Eddie Lyles. <laughs> Two people who have talked shit about me on the Die Comedy Podcast. So you know what? Eddie was on dial-up. Eddie was on dial-up. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with his shit. Uh, but yeah, so... so so what else did mom do? What else mom uh, have y'all doing, man? So we did that, and then we took her to uh, mom likes uh, like going to concerts and shit with her boys. It's like she it's a okay. thing. We like one of the, her favorite things. So I was like trying to find a concert, but like now she's got the two hip surgeries, so like being outside that long is kind of difficult. Yeah. So I found there was a show at the Bethesda Supper Jazz Supper Club. Okay. And the show was there was a like a queen cover band but they don't really like cover it like they're trying to be queen it's just like this they like sing queen song they sing queen songs with like way too they like 15 people on stage <laughs> including this like fat puerto rican guy who like sounds more like meatloaf than he does like freddie mercury but That's it made a good crazy. show out of it it was kind of crazy uh the guitarist was fucking sh- the shit though this guy was like like he was a backup vocalist who was filling in on guitar and still fucking hit all the guitar solos right. So he alone, like, made the night for mom. So we're like, good. Okay, she liked it. Okay. Long um, as mom had fun. Yeah. And then we went and saw Top Gun on Sunday. Okay. I haven't seen Top Gun yet. I think I'm going to go out and see it. It's, it's good. It's, I've heard it's a lot less homoerotic this time. Uh, so I, I, I may have fun watching it. It wasn't homoerotic the first time. And is the guy from Whiplash in it? That's what I heard. Yes. Yes, Miles Teller's in it. And he does look a lot like like Goose. It's weird the way they made him look like like his fake father. Oh, he's supposed to be Goose's son. He's supposed to be Goose's son. Well, Goose Goose today looks like turkey. Because um, uh, uh, Val Kilmer's in it. Is he? He struggles to talk for like five minutes. <laughs> it was like really depressing because then they killed him off, and you're like, he's gonna probably die before they make it, make the next sequel. That's probably why. Twitter they did said that. that. Jennifer Connelly looks amazing in the movie. Twitter said that. I haven't seen it yet. She's not like, and I didn't understand. They just made a character for her and made her in the movie. Jennifer Connelly's always looked good, though. They just made a whole single character mom with history with Maverick, and you're like, this whole thing is she like found a single mom. I just assumed that she was the doctor. Like no, she, I assume she played the Nicole Kidman role. All right, Nicole Kidman was not in Top Gun. <laughs> You're thinking Kelly of, McGinnis? Ter, yeah, ter, ter, Terry McGillis. Kelly McGinnis. Kelly McGinnis. Why am I, I thinking think of Apple Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Who, who is the doctor? Somebody like, he made out with his doctor, right? Yeah. That was Top Gun? That, she just, that, that's, that's who that was. It's a no-name actress who's done nothing else. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know why in my and, mind. And has not aged well. Nicole that's why they didn't get her back. <laughs> she must She must have joined the Scientology people. If she kissed Tom Cruise, if she joined Scientology. But, so it was a good movie. But it's good. Go go see it. You don't even need to have seen Top Gun to enjoy it. Okay. All right, because I didn't, I didn't finish watching Top Gun. That beach scene made me turn it off. I just couldn't. I, couldn't I, don't like, 
See, you don't like when men play volleyball bothers you. Yeah, they, men playing volleyball in the sun, glistening. It, it, it makes me. It, it brings up bad ideas. <laughs> Margaret, do you struggle with hoochie hoochie daddy shorts? Is this a problem for you? <laughs> no, I struggle putting them on. Margaret, you have to be more confident in your own sexual identity. So, might might I say, you need to be able to go to volleyball games. All right, because I don't understand. Oh, it should yeah. be okay. What was that, Apple Brown? I just want to offer that I think you're like a prime, you know, candidate for Hoochie Daddy shorts. Like in oh. my mind, like I know it's a thing right now, like all over internet. But you know, like I personally think, you know, you might should at least explore the oh. possibility. Oh, Mark? There you go. <laughs> yeah, because see, see, here's the thing. Like you know, it's all about you know. I understand. Like the, <laughs> she's like, where are you going with this? I understand <laughs> the aversion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if you think about it, like. And the guys who are all up in arms about men wearing shorter shorts, I don't get it. Because these are the same men who talk about how the NBA is soft. But if you look at, like, the NBA that they admire, <laughs> like when everybody was getting elbowed in their shit, mm-hmm. they had on booty shorts. Oh, yeah. So if we can meet in the middle <laughs> and bring the shorts down, like, mid-thigh, I personally love seeing a man's legs. I, I, I do like, you know, especially if they got thick legs. So, you know, mm-hmm. get a Hoochie Daddy shorts a shot. In okay. private, I'm you a... know, if you're not comfortable, please, but, you know. Please do not. Encourage Marcus to be out here half naked. Nobody wants to be out. Here. Oh, I, I'm gonna get me a pair of hoochie daddy shorts. That way, everybody can see my detanglement, and, and then everyone will be happy. It'll it'll just be it'll be a hot boy, hot man season. I can't. I, can't I would like it. to rescind everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hot man summer. She just reclaimed her time. <laughs> Professionally too. That made um. me feel even worse. <laughs> Oh. oh man! But anything happened to you this week, Candace? Or in the last three weeks since we ain't seen you? I mean, nothing. But you know what is bothering me right here at the moment is this little piece of patch of gray hair right here in front of my face. I'm out here looking like Morgan Freeman. Why is it right there? Uh, you can in get front of my face. You can get a sharpie and touch that up. Glistening in the ring light, and it's really. <laughs> Why do you sound like the modem they use in Stranger Things? Candace had to dial up to Log out and log back in. You, <laughs> okay, you sound like the Matrix is trying to take you. Oh, Alan Brown Betty, what about you? Anything, yeah. anything from the week that was? Well, my week was super exciting. I kicked it off with an asthma attack. That was awesome. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I got out of the hospital and went straight to the open mic. I would not recommend that. But um, besides that. That's dedication right there. Is it? Might be like morbid stupidity, but, you know, your call. But um, Uh, I don't don't have a very exciting life. And also, my brain kind of resets every morning around 4 a.m., so I'd be hard-pressed to remember yesterday. You know what I mean? I understand. But, um, yeah, the... The asthma attack kind of took center stage. It, it's yeah. a it's a it's a headliner. Left, okay. a, left, a, left an imprint. Yeah, now, that yeah. would. Um, I have I have a couple cousins and, and uncles that have asthma, and they 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 tell me they tell me it's bad, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, know how to the help thing y'all. is, I waited till I was forty to develop it. Yeah. Like I never I never had asthma like as a child. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so and we traded. Yeah, I had it when I was five. And I grew out of it. <laughs> grew out of asthma? Yeah. Congratulations. You grow out all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so oh. I grew into it, apparently. <laughs> it, it was waiting for her. 
Yes. I mean, ailments wait for you to get old. Like, mm -hmm. I, like I'm learning that, like, all the things that are falling apart on me were supposed to fall apart on me at 35. Mm. And they waited two years. And now I'm just dying. And everyone's just like, hey, man, you should run more. How? God damn it, these knees are fucked up. My knees and ankles are fucked up, and you want me to run. <laughs> Shit is that. But uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out there. I'm, I'm Come on, bend. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get out there, and I'm, I'm going to work it out, though, Joey. Okay. I'm going to work out, and I'm, I'll, uh, I'll be uh, at CPMMA in, in a short couple months. I think this August will be when I make my debut at CPMMA. It's Friends and Family Month. Come now. Come now? What's, what's CPMMA? College Park, College Park Mixed Martial Arts. Yeah. Oh, so you oh you so no hoochie daddy shorts. You're gonna have like a hoochie daddy gi? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. I, I have my, my hoochie daddy gi is uh is hanging in my doorway. It wasn't and then I gained twenty pounds and now it's a hoochie daddy gi. <laughs> now it's just tight. Now it's absurdly tight. <laughs> well, good luck with like, that. Combination of dryer plus fat has now made it a hoochie daddy gi. <laughs> Now, I'm That's a killer combo. Personally, I know I've gained about 10, 12 pounds um, in the past few months. So I, I agree. I, I, I empathize with you there. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, hey, Joey doesn't look good with it, though. I mean, it's it's different when it's different when you look OK, look good with it. I, I'm sorry. Um, you can you can see me from like armpit up. If I was, <laughs> to, stand, <laughs> if I was to stand up right now, you know, I might be Joey. So I'm <laughs> Here's the thing. I look pretty much the same from like 20, 225 to 240. It's like there's like a 10-pound range where like you just don't see a difference. Mm -hmm. I and, get that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I, I'm down 30 pounds. Mm. Congratulations. In the last month. Hold on, wait. Did you do it on purpose? Is it crack cocaine? Do people still do that? <laughs> I, didn't do, I did not do it on purpose. Uh, he went okay. to the witch doctor and they bled him. Basically. You're welcome. Wait, what did I miss? Marcus is on crack? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. He he developed a habit, and to break him of it, we took him to a uh, a voodoo doctor who then uh, used leeches to to take the darkness out of his yes. soul. Yes, because I told her I was down. What? I'm I'm down thirty pounds in the last month, and uh, and I'm, I'm I'm losing weight slowly, gaining weight rapidly. Uh, it, it comes and it goes. I I, I, I some days some days I'm down. Some days I look I sit on my scale and I go okay. How much am I going to weigh today? And I look down and it goes, all right, you're doing good. And then the next day I'll get on that scale and I go, hey, man, what the fuck happened yesterday? That was that was a, not a good well, day. Well, you've really been doing an excellent job keeping up with your activity and getting uh, oh, movement yeah. every day. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I went to the pool. I, hey, Candace, thank you for the watch. I never thanked you on air for the watch. <laughs> we also haven't you're discussed the, the step challenge, so it just sounds like she's tracking you. <laughs> You're also, you're also doing very well in your activities. It's like, huh? <laughs> oh, thank you. No, so, so just I can so see that it on the cameras I put in your house. That can sound creepy. So just so that everybody knows, we have like a fitness chat. So everybody posts their steps every day. And Joey and I are falling ridiculously behind. Marcus is like killing us. Like every day he beats us by like 4,000 steps. <laughs> I told you my steps weren't going to be for shit. I got the exercises up, my 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 heat minutes or whatever the fuck that yeah, lightning you're, bolt. Yeah, you're winning zone minutes. Yes, but Marcus is winning in steps. Yeah. yeah. See, the thing is, I took I, I took it to the uh, when I went to the pool. I wore it. Mm. 
and I did my. Oh, it's waterproof. It's waterproof. I didn't even know that. I know it's all scratched up because you had it on dry land. Um, but that, it was. <laughs> I took it in the pool and I and I exercised in the pool, and then I got out of the pool and it was freezing cold. Mm. So then my body started cramping up. Now mm. this is the worst feeling in the world when you're trying to walk from the pool back to your house. And you Does gotta, it have? Does it have a hot tub? Because you could go sit in that for a couple minutes to like no. change, raise your body temperature. No, there's no hot tub. I wish there was. There's I didn't, also this uh, thing called I didn't a towel. That amenity. I did have a towel. God damn it! The towel don't <laughs> is work. Is this like? Is this pool like at your house? Like are you live in like in a complex? Yes, it's, it's my okay. it's my neighborhood. Pool. Oh okay. Yeah, me. Okay. And, I didn't okay. know if it was like a community pool or like a gym pool because right. they get no. kind of sketchy. It's a kiddie pool. I can see it from here. It's sitting in the other room. Sitting in my living room. It's a kitty pool. It's full of rubber duckies. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't like and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a fond of a hot tub too. You know, I'm old. But it's like the whole idea of like making an asshole stew with strangers that don't sit well with me. You <laughs> know. True. Especially like especially when you have a vagina and then like at the right. gym where's all that bacteria like backstroking and you know, all that. So it's a little yeah. <laughs> I'll use a hot going tub. Right, going right up in your baby maker, all, all of that. up in there. <laughs> It's kind of the same way I feel about pro- public restrooms. Like, I'm going to make a toilet paper protector at any public restroom. Oh, I restroom. do, too. I make it at work. But if I go to a friend's house, <laughs> I usually feel safe. Same thing with hot tubs. If I go to a public hot tub, eh, probably not. What? What so you put toilet you paper around to? the rim of the hot tub? <laughs> no, no, no. I just I'm mean, just fucking with I trust it the same as I trust a public toilet. Not at all. So you sit on a public toilet. Like you poop in like a, a Wendy's? Yeah, but I build, yeah. I, I will I will manufacture a shield out of uh, three sheets of You know every, every one of those is one ply, so you got to get 15 oh, yeah. sheets. Oh, I, I don't, when I go in, the first thing I do is just... I have to like make a entire make another I, seat. I have to make a lathe and then like <laughs> loom together several sheets of one ply mm-hmm. and then make like two pads to sit on. Yeah, I do. I just feel like it's a lot of other elements there, you know? Like, what about the splash factor? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can protect yourself from above, but it's still a lot of, like, foreign fecal from below. From below. Do do, do you poop, like, real careful? Can you control it? Is there, like, sphincter control? I used to be a personal trainer, and control is very important in all muscular activities. Joey Joey controls his butthole. That's that's what we're taking from this (laughs) episode. As we all should. (laughs) Yes, everyone should have control of their butthole. Do you do you put paper down even when it has the they have like the seat covers that are made? No, I put that down and put paper on top of it. I double <laughs> I double down on the seat covers, but the thing is you got to be careful with the seat covers because if the uh, if the dangly part goes down first and then the uh, automatic the thing goes off, it'll suck that shit right down as, as you're sitting. sitting. <laughs> so but do you know that's because most of us put those on backwards? Yes, and that's what like, I like honestly dang- don't know which way to put them on. I just though I'm gonna make sure there's a hole. That's the all. The dangly I- thing is supposed to go toward the back, actually. No, that goes in the front. It yeah. actually goes in the front. We we I think we typically put it with it in the back. Really? I don't put it anywhere because I don't be sitting on. I just piss all over everything. That's y'all problem. These these knees good. That's what I'm saying. I hover. I cover it just in case I lose my footing. But I That's just an insurance layer, right? Exactly. <laughs> But the dangling part goes in the front. Now, I usually, you can just tear that part off. It doesn't have to stay. Right. And that and then eliminates the suction factor. Yeah. Exactly. So like, if your ass is keeping move. it in place. That's too yeah, much work. Extra work. There's a lot of work. Going. I already had to 
<laughs> crochet something out of toilet paper to sit on. <laughs> not fucking ripping things off of things. <laughs> I'm, I, I will continue to use public bathrooms um, in, in, my, in my old age. This because, was an unexpected deep dive. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it, Into it, a toilet. Yeah. Because, it, again, it's, it's necessary. They're, they're there for a reason. I don't. Tr- I only. I only use public, like true public bathrooms. I only pee in those. So th- those are those are just and, and I pee like a five year old everywhere I can. Um, so, or a forty year old. Yeah, basically, very quickly and everywhere I can. That's that's how that's how you learn. Oh man. So you're the reason there's a piddle pad underneath the urinal. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we can take a break though, Joe. Okay. And we're going to have a quick conversation. Not a quick conversation. We're going to have a meaningful, thought-out, thought-provoking conversation with Miss Apple Brown Betty. Because I, <laughs> I want to get to know her. And then and you want to get to know her, don't you, Joey? Yes, I do. And, Can- and Candace showed up, so I guess you want to know her, too. This is, this is, this is I abnormal. usually show up, y'all. Got to act like I don't show up. Yeah, but you usually Try. don't when we have... Uh... We'll talk about that, too. Oh. We ain't, gonna, we, ain't gonna give the, we ain't gonna give away the whole ghost, Joey. All right. We, we can't give the whole show away. Candace, Candace, got, Candace right. will rejoin us. Take a break. Take a break. All right, we'll take a break. This. Maybe this thing will play. There it is. We'll be back in a minute with more fun and more thrills on Lee. That comedy podcast. And we're back on the That Comedy Podcast. If you're looking for a good tip, this segment of That Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Comedy Shows Near Me. That's right, each and every Thursday at McGinty's Public House, Comedy Shows Near Me puts on one of the funniest and quite possibly the only good show at McGinty's on a Thursday. Comedy Shows Near Me. DJ Marcus spins the hits. Joey LaFaro is at the door. Uh, Jesse Rivas shows up. Uh, Glenn Frankenstein. What is Glenn's last name? Lawrence. Yeah. Glenn Lawrence tells jokes ish. Uh, and and uh, and 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 Angel. Angel's there. Angel's there. So if you want to see some funny shit, Angel makes some open mics happen. Oh yeah, he does make open mics. Happen. He makes people try comedy. There you go. So if you want to, you try don't think comedy, you want to, and then he makes you want to. There you go. Comedy, very, show, very comedy very shows near me is putting people on. Very weird superpower. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it moving with them, man. And we're back into that comedy podcast. DJ Marcus, Joey Lafaro, Candace August, and our special guest this week, Ms. Apple Brown Betty. Oh man, oh man, Joey, this is my new favorite song. Dude. Is it? Yeah. It 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 express like I play it when I have money, because uh-huh. it makes me feel like a boss. Uh-huh. Like I'm like when I'm walking past people and I it, like when I hand like the homeless people like two three dollars. Yeah, I just go that's just tips. Mm, that's just tips, and I and it feel it makes me feel better about myself. I don't know how good they feel because it's two three dollars, but hey, you never know. Did Candace come back? She there got, she is. She got me working double time on the ad backs. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! At least she's not wearing a a, a, sloop, a swoop neck this week. She only wears okay, a... first of all, none of that is true. She Y'all wears... have to let that go. None of that is true. She only wears deep cut V-necks when we have certain guests on the show. 
First of all, I wear D-cut V-necks most of the time. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, y'all, y'all going to get off sis right now because <laughs> I breastfed three kids, okay? So if I, I, I said, when you was making adjustment, I, I won't going to say now, I won't going to bring it up, but since they did, let that sister wear her V-necks while she got something to sit up in a V-neck. That's what right. I'm saying. I have I a nice a, rack. I wear V-necks all the time. Let yeah, me as, as well you should. I got to roll hey. these up so they make your mouth. So you do your thing. Ain't nobody complaining. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> oh, there's right. it's not a complaint. Okay. There you go. Bow. Bow. Yeah. Left, yeah. right. Yeah. Left, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there they go. <laughs> yeah, there the twins are. I don't know what to do with that. Let them log you in next time. Let, let, let them log you back in next time. Our, our, our only, our only gripe is that she only whips them out when there's someone she actually wants to talk to. That's a lady's prerogative. So sometimes you can't just be in because because if she did whip them out all the time around somebody she wasn't interested in, or you know, well, what would that make her? Somebody has something to say about that. You know what I'm saying? So, not me. First of all, don't <laughs> buy into this narrative. I do not do that. First of all, I'm not interested in any of these guests. And right. I have next on most of the time, mm-hmm. eight times out of ten. So it's it's just coincidental. That's all. That's her Tuesday um. uniform. <laughs> Tuesday is titty day. <laughs> Put them out there. It, it is. It was a whole Tuesday. It will happen. Observe her holiday. There we go. Happy titty Tuesday, ladies. But yes, <laughs> we're gonna sit down, Joey, and we're gonna talk to our guest this week. Again, do I need to get up first? Do I? No. Okay. Lord Jesus, I hate when you do that. Do I need to scoot out and back in? <laughs> scoot out and back in, yes. Okay. All right. But Miss Apple Brown Betty, welcome once again to the That Comedy Podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure uh, to be here. Oh, yes, yes. It's definitely a pleasure to have you. Um, so you're new to the That Comedy Podcast. Have you ever heard of That Comedy before getting approached by Joey LaFaro? Actually, the first time I met Joy was at Bus Boys, and he mentioned it then. He had one of those snazzy cards that you would do QR code, and yes. all his shit popped up. And he was like, yeah, I got a podcast and a big dick. And so I was <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Joey. But, um, that's the first time I heard of it. And um, I was like, oh, you know, I actually had a podcast myself. I haven't done it probably since 2020. It was called The Drunk Auntie Show. Okay. So um, I was like, you know, like, you know, I always think that's cool when people have podcasts. They're a lot of work, so Hats off to y'all. Oh, well, thank you. Thank that you. That sounds like a show I could have been on. The hey. drunk auntie show. <laughs> might need to bring it back. You know? <laughs> yeah, Candace had a podcast. I'd once. watch that show. She, yeah, I'd watch it faithfully every week. Candace had uh, what was it? Uh, burnt co- burnt toast and coffee time with with Jesse oh, Reynolds every Saturday, every Friday. I can't even remember what it was. Cocktails <laughs> and comedy, some shit. I don't even remember what the name of it was. <laughs> oh man, but yes. Yeah, so so, how long you been in the comedy game? Oh, that depends on who you ask. But um, so I actually started doing stand-up. I've always been in entertainment in some form of another or another. But um, my first like time at an open mic was probably July 2020, something like okay. that. So it hasn't it has I'm coming up on two years. Okay. So what got you in the stand-up? I mean, you you, you say you're in entertainment, but what got you going with the stand-up side? Somebody paid me. Okay. So um. <laughs> My buddy who was on the same radio station with me with the podcast, um, he does stand up. And he kept saying, you know, you, you're so funny. You got to try. You know, you're going to be great. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. That's a different muscle. You always respected stand-up comedy. Like, I'm an 80s baby. So, you know, comedy to me is Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, that whole era. Yeah. But um, 
I always considered myself to be cookout funny. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to really like take it to the stage. Yeah. But then one day he called me, was like, "Hey, I got fifty bucks for ten minutes." I was like, "Bet." <laughs> and I've been doing it ever since. Awesome. Wow. That's that's awesome. Wait, you got paid on your first time? I did, and and I, and I realized that's not conventionally how it goes. That's but, not um, typically the story. It's not. It typically is not. And I typically they kind of slip. I usually don't say tell people that. Because I don't want them to look at me. I'd rather people see me first and see me work. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I, I want my respect. I do work hard at this. And I am funny, if I may say that myself. But I don't I don't ever want to come across like it's entitled or, you know what I mean? But that, right. that, that's, the, that's the truth. That's how I got into it. I literally nice. got asked to do a bringer show in New York today. And I've been oh. doing this for six years. <laughs> you don't have a vagina. See, that does that does that is me. an obstacle. <laughs> and 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 some a brother explained it to me. You know, a, a male comic. You know, he was saying, you know, well, you're a woman and you're actually funny. And I hate when people say actually funny. Like, what the fuck you thought? Like, as in like opposed to nominally funny. But um, when you're a funny, it's so many funny men. You know what I mean? So like when it's when people meet a woman that's funny, it's like, oh yeah, I gotta have you on this show. You know, so so that that does work and is an advantage. And I only found that out a few months ago because usually I'm used to hearing. Oh, women aren't funny. Women aren't funny. So it's interesting that you say that because when I started comedy, um, it's been, I don't know, seven or eight years at this point. Someone, you know, brought that concept up about women aren't funny. And it was something I had never heard before. And it just never occurred to me that people think that. Yeah. People and, say it to say it to me as a compliment. And I'm like, thanks. You yeah, know what I'm well, saying? I know now that it's widely believed that women aren't funny, but it was something that was not a concept that I knew about until I started comedy that people believe that. And it just, it struck me as so, like, if you say to me, women can't be firefighters, then okay, that makes sense, right? Because you have to carry somebody out of a burning house, but, well, you know, or, or something, or, or any kind of physical limitations. But why would a woman not be able to be funny? I think it doesn't take anything with a brain to be, you know what I mean? I don't understand why, how that concept even came, because we don't lack anything that it takes to be, to be comical. You know, I think it's very much in that same vein as your firefighter analogy, because women typically don't have time and energy to be funny. Mm -hmm. We're too busy being fucking pack mules. You know what I mean? Right. So I think yeah. that's a big part of it. It's just like if you meet a guy who's in a relationship, like men who are in relationships love me. Like, oh, you're such a breath of fresh air and they want to be my friend. I don't want to be, be your friend. Go home and talk to your wife. You know what I'm Amen. saying? And because maybe she's boring because you don't help her. Maybe you don't fuck good. Maybe you're an yeah. asshole. Maybe, you you know. Yeah. So if maybe she we, just has too much to fucking do. Exactly. I seem cool because we don't have any responsibilities together. My, my, my cool is a farce. But trust me, it's a nigga in North Carolina. I'm on his nerves. You understand? Right. Amen. Yeah. We just don't have that relationship, that element, you know? So I think yeah. we don't have time and, and energy to be funny. I think it also well, boils down to... That's an excellent point. And the other thing I think is that comedy is so much about relatability and some comedy is so subjective. So I, I don't think it's that we're... Obviously, it's that not that women are not funny, right? Obviously, that's not it. But I think that men can't dial into the things that we're talking about. Stand-up comedy is about reciting your experience in a comical yeah. way. And yeah. so some of the things that we go through is just not relatable to them. So it's like they can't find it funny because they can't connect to it. Right. 
I, right. I think some of it's so, just that the path for women to be, to get to the to get to where they are funny as a, as comics is much more difficult because of a couple of factors. One, there's less of them doing it, right? Like stand up's been a boys club forever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so But what is it? What is it? Everything's a boys club. That's partially that's, true, that's but like not true. But, but clubs are women's clubs. They, but they you have, have like, but you, to, to your point about the relatability factor, you know, you got to start in an open mic room and make people laugh, and you know, to get for uh, for a person who's booking the show to take notice. It's either they find you funny, which means you're talking about stuff that 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 person who books books from that room can relate to, mm-hmm. or people in that room can relate to, or like that guy wants to fuck you. Like so, there's that, and that—that's key, right? Because it's how how men see women. Yes. Yeah. You want to see them as um, some sort of objectified sex symbol. You don't want to see them as an equal. You don't want to see them as someone who's as smart as you and as witty as you and can crack these, you know, smart cracks. It's like that's not how you see this person. So it's hard to like connect them with humor. Well, but Does that also. Make sense? But you that also, makes perfect sense. But also going back to what you were saying before, like what, what ends up happening sometimes is because because a guy will book somebody that they want to write with or, you know, whatever. So what happens right. is okay. so what happens is that girl that's not funny yet gets booked for that reason. And then people see that person in a in a show and go. And they well, think women aren't funny. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. So that's that's another chunk of it, too, is people putting up, you know, and then there's and now there's kind of this pressure to, well, you, you got to book women. Otherwise, you're going to get you're going to get me too or something. And it's like, well, they're. I, I want to book a quality women, but it's they're harder to get a hold of. And honestly, like, you know, it, it, not that there's not enough of them, but like they're booked on other shows. There's a lot of shows, right. so you're not going to well, get they're them. In, they're in shorter supply than the abundance of yes. male comics. Yes, that's all. Right, and so that's where it becomes it becomes a challenge. So even as someone who like actively tries to correct for that mm-hmm. and give up, like if, as soon as I find them. Yeah, like get on my stage, but it's like, but I do understand like it. There is a deficiency in in the market, and we're oversaturated for men for sure. Well, the Earth's oversaturated for men, so you're gonna. No, it's actually more women on the planet than men. It's just that there's less women doing comedy, and and True. and even less of them doing it well because of some of these factors. Okay. Right. I, I believe. Well, I mean, so that's not just about women, though. That's in general. Right. So if you take. 50 people doing stand-up, like maybe 10 of them are funny, right? A lot of people just think that they're funny and they want to get on stage because they're self-important. And so if you have 50 men and only 10 of them are funny, if you have, so take that sample set for women, there's maybe 10 women for every 50 men in stand-up. And if only 10% of them are funny, that's one, you know, that's one person. Still 10 to one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, um, I think that there's... There's a smaller group of people who are really talented and really funny versus how many people are actually doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then you take that and compare it to how few women are in there, and it's the same averages. It just makes it way, way less. Yeah, does and that then, make sense? And then, like, a lot of other things, white women fuck it up because there's, I don't think that most of them are funny. Um, you know what? Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> there are plenty funny white women. Relax. Joey there has a are, bias. But Joey has I a bias. That- he loves black women. Yeah, we need to get back to the. Yeah. Joey loves black women okay. unequivocally. So when they, when they, when there's a chance to put white women down, Joey takes it. Oh my goodness! 
Joey, Joey throws shots at white women every single show. Every single show. Every can, I can I tell you how, I, when he asked me to do this podcast, I asked him, was it, you know, video or just audio, you know, so I, do I need to comb my hair? And he said, yes, yeah, video. And I said, oh, you know, well, the thing I like about working with white people is they don't know where my hair is fucked up. He was like, oh, well, I don't know because. <laughs> He'll know. He'll know. He will be aware. He will. Yeah. This ain't his first um, Korean beauty supply rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I know. I just don't know better than to say anything about it. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that, that's true. Right. All right. So, so what other aspirations do you have in the, in the entertainment game? Are you looking to do more things? You're looking to to get into movies well i well i do a lot already i'm kind of like i do different things so like comedy is what's presenting the most opportunities right now and it's where my focus is okay but um i also do music i'm kind of getting back into that um i produce and style photo shoots i'm really big into photography so i do that and um but as far as like the avenues that comedy can open for me you know i've always been a writer I'm actually um, submitting my first like screenplay to a contest soon, so I just like to do more like behind the scenes stuff. Cause you know, like comedy is a grind forever, unless yeah. you like in the top one percent. So like, even if I was to blow up tomorrow, and I, and I hate, I don't want to sound you know ungrateful or what have you, but the idea of being in five different cities a week is it still isn't very appealing to me. You know, I've always been a homebody, so if I could parlay this until into you know, being in one place and writing and doing things on the internet, that would be great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. More it's interesting because that's the most appealing thing to me. I love just being all over and seeing new cities. And I have actually a goal to visit every state uh, in the United States. And I have maybe mm -hmm. 10 or 11 left that I haven't visited. But that is I, dope. Yeah, I've done like 40 or 41. I can't remember. But I, I, I do like that idea of, you know, like five different cities a week, whatever. But I can imagine that years and years of it would get tiring, you know. Right. So people who've had a successful career that have done that for 30 years or 20 years on the road, it's if I can tell, you know, I could see where that would be exhausting. But I think it's exciting at first, at least. I don't know. Um, but then, like, personality-wise, like, I've just always been a homebody. Like, you know, if you if you see me perform and, like, my style, even just, like, talking to me, you know, people assume I'm a lot of fun. I promise I'm not. Like, if I was to, like, do that travel thing, like you say, all 50 states, I would want to, like, find a dope place to take a nap in all 50 states. Like, you know, I want to nap at the Grand Canyon. I want to nap at Niagara Falls. I want to nap that, that, That's what, you know. That sounds like a TikTok You know, like when series. you go online and you see people's, like, vacation pics and they're super sexy. Like, I'd be like, yeah. oh, that looks nice, but it doesn't stir me to want to do that. But when I see somebody's house laid the fuck out, I'm like, this bitch got got an outdoor whole kitchen, not just a grill? <laughs> that's what moves me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I understand yeah, that. I'm about that. Lots of HGTV. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I just I'm, I'm sitting on the floor. I put it in myself. <laughs> hey, there you go. Oh man. So where can people find you? At? <clears throat> okay. So my Instagram is Apple Brown Betty. Mm -hmm. My Facebook is just Brown Betty. I had to do some maneuvering to get around Zuckerberg. To um, my, my old account kept getting shut down because he a hoe. But um. Oh, ho. I Were you posting porn on Facebook? Were you posting porn? No, <laughs> no, but I stayed in Facebook jail, like all. And I think that once you mm. go there a couple times, like it's it's like being the bad kid in class. Mm -hmm. No matter what you they're, do they're after like that, they all, yeah, I'm on double secret know? probation. I understand. <laughs> it was crazy, crazy. So um, 
Yeah, I actually shut down there. my old page around the end of yeah, last year and started this one and, and intentionally made it. It's all it's probably ninety percent comedians, which kinda keeps me in grind mode. You know, everybody around you working, everybody around you, you know, dropping jewels. So I, I like it. Awesome. Because the people on my old page, I probably had five thousand friends, but them bitches won't come into no shows, so <laughs> you know. There you go. It's always it is always Oh, you, oh, you're posting stuff. Okay, I can't, I, I'm looking at chats and shit. I'm sorry. That should not be my job. I, I, I'm not supposed to look at stuff, Joey. Oh, wait, looking. it's apple.brown.betty. I think I just it followed is. the wrong person. Hold on. It's Hold okay. On. Fuck her. It's apple.brown.betty. I'm sitting at a piano, so you see my back. It's, it's, it's like an extra large. And that's oh, and you have like, me. A, like a beaded... Yeah, that um, was my, my 20s look. I, I, I do the vintage okay. thing. I've seen that. I got the right person here, then. Okay. Perfect. I see some of these photos. Do you do? Are you doing modeling, or, or is this a photography she project? She said she's into photography. You don't listen. She said that. I was busy trying to look up the uh, the Instagram account so I could make sure it was right. She should probably should have done before the show. I'm sorry. I'm not professional. It's all good. We got time. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the Bad Comedy Podcast. Right. We ain't got nothing but time. Now yeah. everybody's trying to follow her. You just got new. You got three. Four, you got four new followers because DJ Marks is going to follow you. Thank and, you all. I appreciate it. So is so is Dennis. What is this place where you're on stage where it says Baltimore behind you? Um, that's the Baltimore Comedy Factory. I had the pleasure of opening for Red Grant uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, something did like they, that. They must have remodeled because I did they the did. Baltimore Comedy Factory. <laughs> they, they did, did. not look anything like this. <laughs> They did that. Um, that that whole cityscape with the Baltimore in the back is new. I'd been, I've never. That was my first time performing there, but I'd been there before, and I ain't seen that shit either. So yeah, that shit is <laughs> nice now. It was really it just, nice. It just was gray curtains behind me when I was there. There was no yeah. none of this. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, it's cool. It's a nice room. I had a great time. Now, Betty, you're from Richmond originally, correct? Or am I misreading that? No, I'm from Richmond. Okay. I've been here since I was probably four or five years old. So she's from here. Ain't, ain't I'm nothing. from. She's yeah. from here. <laughs> if you're the, if she was that young, she's from here. She she don't she she don't she don't look at Richmond and go. I remember home. Nope. <laughs> no, but I was I was born in New York, but I don't. There's nothing New York about me. Like I don't remember anything about New York. My mom's from Virginia. My dad's from North Carolina, and they actually knew each other as kids. And both of them moved to New York and ran into each other on the street. Oh, wow. And I know my mama wished she kept on walking, but she didn't. <laughs> and they had four kids, and I was number two. So um, they moved <laughs> us back to Virginia to raise us. So I've been in Richmond, you know, all my life, pretty much. Cool. Have you done Richmond Funny Bone? I have not done the Funny Bone. Um, when I started, they weren't open. They've reopened uh-huh. since then, and I understand, like, they got new management and stuff, and I don't really know anybody there. I went on their website. I sent the email. I ain't heard nothing, and I don't do no dick riding. So I wait for them to call me. Gotcha. Uh, well, they better get their stuff right soon, cause yes. uh, it's very clear to us that uh, you're awesome and clearly on the Thank rise. Thank you. You definitely Thank are. Thank you. And you couldn't have come more highly recommended from our friend Anthony Yokes. Oh, I love Anthony. Anthony. He's doing my Pride show on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. I, I, there's two. Everyone loves him. He's so lovable. I cannot think of one person that has a problem with him. He's a, he's such a great person. You can mm-hmm. feel like the warm energy. Just radiant, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, and hilarious, even in general conversation. So you funny. Know? There's, yeah. When I think of like, and this is, has nothing to do with Pride Month, the two most professional and hardest working comics I know that I can think of off the top of my head are Anthony Oaks and D-Lo. 
Okay. Well, now, I haven't seen D-Lo yet. I want to. I, you, I was hoping to do um, a Black Friday event. Did you emphasize and, that? And invite her. You, why did, you didn't have to emphasize that. You could have just said two of the, the greatest comedians I, I know. I don't want people to think I'm doing some Pride Month thing. Like, no. If you don't you, have to. You if adding, you don't adding that on there makes me think you're talking about Pride Month. I'm saying it's not about that. I'm saying if you don't recognize that these two are the best in the game at being professional and getting working hard, those two work more than anybody I've seen, and they handle every single show with a professionalism that I don't normally they see from do, anybody and else. both so kind, right? Yes. So you know some people who are killers and they're fucking dicks, like assholes. You never want to work with them. But Zelo and Anthony both so kind and so hilarious. Yes. Yep. I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I we've had both of them on the Back Country podcast, yes. and they were definitely great guests. Yeah. I haven't met him in person. Uh, no, I mean I knew Anthony when we were when I was. You're a roadie for a while. Yeah. I met Anthony a couple times. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great people. Well, that's actually you met, why. You met Diva in person, too. Wasn't she on that show that we did um, at that apartment complex? It was Jesse's show. You, didn't you DJ that? The one in Columbia? dilo has been on the podcast. No, no. But he said he never met her in person. Like oh. in, she, had that, in, she had that one in um, Columbia? Yeah, she was at the one in okay. Columbia. Okay, so in I didn't meet her. Columbia. See, Dilo yeah. seems taller in pictures and like Everything, but I remember she was about, about five six, I think. Yeah, I so she, she was shorter when yeah. I, at the show. So when I saw pictures of her, I was like, "Oh, I've never met that person in my life." So it, it, no, <laughs> we were literally on a show together. Yeah. Oh, you met her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to bring it back full circle, the reason I met Apple Brown Betty was because Anthony came on our podcast earlier. Right the week before Bus Boys and Poets, and said, Apple Brown Betty's headlining, you better get your ass down to Bus Boys and Poets. Oh, did he? Yes. he Yes. So I did. So you did that. That wasn't supposed to be that long a story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We did go all the way around the world to get here. We took the scenic route. Uh, But it's okay. Hey, guess what, Joey? We're at the. We're at the fun part of the show. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes fun, sometimes not. We're going to get into some of these topics. Joey, what's going on in the world? Uh, so uh, apparently uh, Monique and DL were not done with each other yet. Uh, oh, God, has there been more? There is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we got a verdict in the uh, Amber Heard-Johnny Depp situation, and the jurors uh, needed to vent. Um Kyle Rittenhouse thinks he's going to college, but colleges don't think he's going. <laughs> <laughs> and some other crazy stuff. Well, the world keeps spinning, Joey, and uh, we're going to keep on ticking right along with it. But we'll be back with more fun and more thrills on the Not Comedy Podcast. Took her back to my crib And I regret it Cause she trying to Feel like she asleep So she tried to stay the whole week I'm like, hold up, nah, she gotta go I see her name, I swear I don't even fucking know They wanna know what it and we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. This segment of Dot Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Tappy Card. That's right, get yourself a Tappy Card. You know what you can do, Joey? You can move yourself into the future with a Tappy Card. Really? Tappy Card allows you to stop having to hand out business cards to people, giving them paper they don't want, to put in a wallet they don't need, giving them information. You know what the Tappy Card does, Joey? Just tap it on your phone. I know. And it sends your information right to people. Apple Brown Betty knows. Apple Brown Betty She's seen knows. my Tappy card. Okay, that sounds... I didn't even... Sounds, sounds a little... 
It sounds a little different. You whipped your tapping card out and gave it to her. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't as big as I expected. It was a little tapping card? Oh, I'm just fucking with <laughs> you. <laughs> See, you don't need a detanglement. <laughs> oh, man. That's what she said. But I'm fine. Uh, we're back at the Dot Comedy Podcast. DJ Marcus, Joey Lombardo, Candace. Why Hogan. don't you have a rim shot sounder? Because it's on the other stuff. It's a comedy podcast. It should be right, standard exactly. operating on, procedure. Get your shit together. That should be that should be right next to the bam 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 button. Like it should be right there. <laughs> I'm not a good DJ. <laughs> Telling people this shit. Y'all motherfuckers want me to you be something right I'm not. Now. <laughs> want to be something I'm not. <laughs> oh man. But uh, what the fuck is happening on my screen? Okay, there it is. Oh man, but Joey, mm. this week, man. Yes. This week's been crazy, dude. Yeah. Now we have uh, we have two female comedians on the Dot Comedy Podcast. Uh, Joey, you're a male comedian. Mm-hmm. I'm just a nigga with a point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and and, uh, and I'm and watching this DL Hughley and Monique situation, um, it makes me angry. Mm. So hold on. Can I just ask a quick question? When you say it's still continuing, was there something else after she did the live with her and her husband? Yes. There's been multiple things oh. after that. Uh, D.L. Okay. Hughes' daughter decided to speak up. Because <laughs> um, she went back on live, Monique, and, and Daddy, as she likes to lovingly call her husband. Um, her and Daddy went back on live, and they decided to bring up D.L. Hughley's daughter's sexual assault from when she was 13 and say that he's a bitch nigga for not standing up for his daughter when she was sexually assaulted. First of all, what does that have to do with anything? And secondly, one of the things that Monique said in that long ass one hour live that she did before was we don't come for people's families. Why would you bring up something so sensitive and personal to that family like that? That was trying to be all the way wrong. Yeah. She went, she went on. She so here's the thing about Monique. Monique has gone on D.O. Hughley's wife by saying she's sucking the dick of a coward. And then she went on his dog saying that the dog lived in the house of a coward. I don't know where that went. And then uh, the dog is an emotional support animal who D.O. Yeah. Like, got after his dad died because he needed and named after his dad. Which, again, Monique, she may not know this shit, but she needs to shut the fuck up about it. It's, it's his life. Yeah, you go in and you include the dog. Like, you're doing too much. And now she the includes dog? his daughter. And now she includes his daughter. All about how D.L. Hughley was the headliner at a show and she thought that she should have been. This is what I would like to know. D.L. has spoken. Monique has spoken several times. When is the promote? I want the promoter to say something. I want the promoter to say, once and for all, DL was the headliner. Or once and for all, Monique was the headliner. Why is that nigga not speaking? Because he's Homer Simpson and he's backing into that bush. <laughs> I really think that he told them both that they were the headliner. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Like, they both probably have. Well, not did. probably. They both have paperwork saying that they're the headliner. They posted it. So and he gonna do it again. Because he gonna huh? do it again. He gonna do it again. He gonna do it again. That's why he can't speak up. That's his style. Yeah. They both have paperwork saying that they're the headliner. They they produce this paperwork. So the promoter ain't shit. Like, and his ass is not saying anything. Yep. And he he pulled the dot comedy. He pulled the Joey LaFaro. What are you talking uh, about? He put two people on and didn't pay him. 
Um, and it, that, that is a Joey. That, that, that is done. that is what we go around here call a Joey Lafaro. It is not. Uh, well, that's the one thing that neither one of them has complained about. About money. Everybody <laughs> must have got paid the right amount because nobody ain't said shit about that. That's the crazy part. That's what I thought too. I thought the first thing was gonna be, hey, he didn't even the, the promoter didn't pay me because DL put all this stuff in the atmosphere. No. It's like no, nobody said shit about that. Everybody got their money apparently because you know she would have said it if she didn't get her money. Yeah. yeah. So so if Daddy. Uh, did a did a bad contract. That's why they're not. That's why she's going in on DL and not the promoter. <laughs> yeah, because right. the promoter. Money. Yeah. Here's my thing though. If I'm getting, if my contract says that I'm the headliner, then I bet you my paycheck is headliner money because I was contracted to be the headliner. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you put me on second, third, whatever. I'm I got. I'm getting the most money on the show. Let me go first. Let me shut it down so he can't follow me. Because I'm getting paid headliner money anyway, so what does it matter if I go on first? It was not about money; it was about ego. She didn't want to feel like she was opening for DL Hughley. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's unfortunate. I typically I try to stay away from commenting on celebrity stuff, you know, because people are people. And you know, if I was in that position and you know everybody had a a, a comment and opinion on my business, I'm mean, gonna shut the fuck up, oh, That's my you know my kind of thing. But. You know, when you get to talking about people and families and stuff, it's like all bets are off, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I just think it was real low to bring up his daughter. I think that as a comedian, my job is to make people laugh. So even if there was some some flack behind the scenes, okay, I'm going to go out here, I'm going to do my job. I might have to be somebody ass when I come off stage, but I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna make these people laugh. People you know? laugh. They, they, they didn't come. Out, they didn't come there to, to see that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You exactly. You don't put that on the stage. That is, right. and I think that's what most comedians that are that are talking about this have all stated: is you don't the the audience didn't pay for that. No, right. They, didn't, they didn't pay to hear you Joan on DL for 20 minutes. But she she said that, you know, she left the stage to a standing ovation. So that that speaks to her ability as as a comic that she was able to dump all of that heavy shit on them in the beginning, make the whole room tight and uncomfortable and still make them laugh enough to like to bring the room down. So, I mean, I mean, that's yeah, talent doesn't mean you get to act any way you want. Huh? Talent doesn't mean you get to act any which way you want. No, no, absolutely not. I'm just saying that speaks to how talented she is, that yeah. she was able to come in there, make everybody tight and uncomfortable and still make everybody laugh to a standing ovation so that she, when she ended. But my thing is this, the more and more you hear her talk, the more and more you realize she's the problem. Like I've been trying to be on her side since the very beginning, since she wanted us to boycott Netflix. I've been trying to be on her side because she's so talented and women do get so much shit not just in this industry, but in general, right? So I was like, I wanted to be on Team Monique, but the more you hear her talk, the more you can see that she is the problem. She's toxic. And I think that it'd be easier to get behind her if it didn't seem like... It's giving very... With her husband, it's giving very Svengali, you know, your arm up my ass vibes. So if you ain't got this this dude sitting, you know, hovering over you like Ike Turner, you know what I'm saying, the whole time, then it, it might be easier for me to, you know... And maybe that's, and, and you know, maybe I'm triggered. You know, we all, our experiences shape us. But, you know, I was married 100 years ago, and I was married to somebody. I had to be very, you know, conscious. You know what I mean? And, you know, so yeah. and you, that, that whole thing. So so that's the vibe I get from them. And even to the you, point you of, like. the vibe that he's the controlling one? Because I get the vibe that she is. No, I get, I get the vibe that, you know, like, the, the, like I said, I've been in entertainment now. a long time. God couldn't bless me with the success, the, the, the fast success that I've had in comedy. He couldn't have done that 10 years ago because I'd have let a nigga fuck it up for me. You feel what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I, it, it, it's, it's very that vibe, you know, when I see them together. 
And for okay. her to be such a, a um, I'm trying to think it was some other celebrity that they were talking about, you know, and it's always a question of um, Tamar Braxton, when they talking about how she's all this and that and popping and then it came out that, you know, she was in an abusive marriage and everything. That's okay. why those women have to have this persona of being such such a strong, fierce force, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it counters what's going on at home. What's you know going what I mean? Okay. So okay. that's that's just the vibe I get for them. I ain't trying to psychoanalyze everything. I ain't got no letters behind my name. But, but that's just what that, I see. But that know? makes what she's doing with his family even worse because like his, his, DL's daughter said the following. She said, out of all things you could have legitimately said about my dad, if that's the route you wanted it to take, you chose to deliberately be mean and hurtful to two black women who have nothing mm-hmm. to do with this conversation. Using my mama and my sister to show people my father's character only shows how little mental stability, dignity, morality, and respect you have not only for yourself but other black women. Ooh. Especially with the sexual angle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you know, talk about a bitch wig or, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, you right. know, she, she came at both of them from a sexual angle. Which I hate how women are always you. You can never be right when it comes to like sex-based things as a woman. Like even back to comedy, like we were talking about, you know, women being funny. You know, women get judged for, um, you know, men have this Madonna whore complex. So if a woman is talking about sex, you know, lots of female comics, you know, our our comedy is about sex and dating and relationships. And and for us to understand that comedians work through trauma on stage. But we don't readily make the connection that female comics talk about sex because that's where our trauma lies. Mm-hmm. And then right. for that, that young lady to be 13 years old at the time, you don't know what you're dredging up for her. You don't know what you're yeah. triggering for her. That's right. fucked up all the way around. Well, and if, and, and if it was my child... is a victim of sexual abuse herself. That's what makes that's it so awful. That's how people justify it. You know, that, that's how people justify that that hazing mentality. You know, what well, I've been through it, so I can say this. Yeah. You know what I'm Terrible. saying? That kind of thing. It's awful. And if Terrible. it was my child, you want to call me a bitch because of how I handle something that delicate, then let me, let me I got your bitch. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I don't, I just, the, the whole thing is just, it, it's just, it's just way out of bounds so for me. I haven't heard this, this, her latest rant. What exactly did she say about DL's daughter's sexuality? Like, what was, first of all, what did she say? Yeah, what did she say? Well, she she didn't say she. Well, she told she talked about it. So she used a clip from his show where he yeah he previously had talked about it on his show. Yeah, he and was he, on he was on Sway and he basically came out and said I I screwed up. I didn't believe my daughter when she first said it because I thought I knew the character of the person she of the accused. So he was dismissive of his daughter's initial thing, and so she then decided to go in on DL for that, saying, well, you're a coward, you're a piece of shit for not believing your daughter, but she used that minute moment where he came out and you know was expressing, like, hey, I screwed up, to then attack him on, and then, but it, but by by doing so, basically threw his whole family situation yeah. under the bus. So, so two things. That is such a, a just a low beneath the belt move. Like, come on, that's terrible. Like, you want to take such a vulnerable, sad, sensitive moment in their family when he's already admitted he's wrong about it, and then try to like punch below the. That's awful. That that shows her as being an awful person. And then secondly, what I've noticed about people who have been victims of childhood abuse is like they they approach the world like everyone is their abuser. They've never really healed from that. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of approaching the world like they're always a victim. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you listen to her first 
um, live, she literally pointed out everybody who's ever hurt her. Like she went way back and she was like, and Vivica Fox said this, and Lee Daniels said that. She was just pointing out anybody who's ever said anything hurtful to her since the beginning of her comedy community. And you can tell she, uh, her comedy career, and you can tell she just lives in a lot of hurts all the time. Yeah, that's 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 some healing need to take place there. Yeah, she just Real is talk. like stewing in pain and hurt all the time, and then that's why she always feels like, well, you know, she mentioned it. She was like, I don't fuck with nobody, and everybody fucks with me. That is the lens through which she sees the world because she's like living from her pain. If you listen to it, you could. That's the, that's the vibe that I got. Well, it's about to get worse because Steele's daughter went on to say, you're disgusting and absolutely need to keep every single member of my family's name out your poisonous mouth. Not because you can do us harm, you can't, but because you are adding to the historical and systematic disrespect and trauma of other black women who you claim to love and for what, a check? She then concluded the message by offering an invitation to talk about this in person, which Monique appears to have taken her up on. So, but DL DL did answer that too. Oh, he did. He said, "You will never be on my fucking show. I don't need nothing to fucking do with you. You are dead to me. You are dead to my family. You don't exist." Were his exact and words. And probably to a lot of people yeah. because of how far she took it. You know yeah. what I mean? You thought you was black ball before. That ball, that ball about to get black as a bitch on me. Because Fifty Cent about to say bye to her in a minute because she was supposed to get uh, get on this season of uh, BMF. And now she gonna be she's gonna be persona non grata in a minute. Wait, wait, the, she was supposed to be on this season of what? Uh, BMF. The new, What's that? The other fifty, 50 cent, show. Uh, fifty cent star show. show. The Black Mafia family. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Oh, and that's how I knew she was toxic when she shouted out Curtis Jackson. I was like, she's friends with Fifty Cent. Oh yeah, she talked because he's like a horrible, horrible person. He was he was giving her her second shot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He was he, he had tweeted about you know Monique you know something about you know she didn't pay her dues. Got to give her a flowers. Got to get her working again. And right. yeah, he was he was kind of bringing her back in. And especially with that, like you know, I I just wouldn't have. I just wouldn't have done all that. But my, you know, like I, I, I try to focus on what's good and what's going right. I just wouldn't have done all that if I'm at this place. I'd have been out of the industry this long, and I'm about to make my big comeback. That's where right. my energy. It's be. a weird place to die. A weird hill to die on. Like it's a yeah. really weird yeah. hill to die on. Yep. Yeah. Over a headliner spot, you know. <laughs> at a at a show. That's it- ego. She did not want to feel like she was opening for DL Hughley, even if they had billed it as co-headliners. She mm-hmm. might have been okay with that. But, where, like, but she's like, it- I'm not opening for this nigga. He was like the he opened on Kings of Comedy, and I was the closer. I was the headliner on Kings of Comedy. Now listen to what she's referencing. Some shit from 20 years ago. 20 yeah. years but- ago. Well, whatever. But she just, it was all about ego. She was like, I'm not opening for him. He should be opening for At a show in I think, Michigan. I think her husband got a better At a show that was half full, half empty. That's, you know, they got a, I'm sorry, go ahead. It was a half empty show in uh, in Detroit. Uh, where the he- where the the whole show was, was great black comics. And black people said, I ain't going to that shit. Because it was a half empty damn show. I listened to Corey Holcomb talk about the show. And talk about what was happening in it. I, if, our listeners, if you are out there listening, I advise you to go on YouTube and find the video clip of Corey Holcomb talking about this, this situation. It is quite possibly the funniest thing I've ever heard. And Corey Holcomb doesn't hold no button, pull no punches when it comes to anybody. So when he goes in on Monique, uh, he goes in deep. And it, and again, I don't I don't condone putting down people, especially people who are truly hurt. I mean, these sound like these sound like the randies of a hurt person. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, you can't keep hurting people. No. You can't, you can't. Well, that's what they say, right? Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, but that's what I say. I told my daughter that today. Like, you got to be careful around broken bitches, man. Like, if you if you break a glass in your sink and you stick your hand in that water, it's gonna get cut. cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, broken things cut you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And ain't nobody got time for no broken bitches. Mm-mm. And the the fact that it's still going on. He yeah. said what he said. She said what she said, and I thought that it was over. I didn't know I would still be tuned in if I knew it was still going on. But I thought <laughs> I thought it was over. Thought we were done here. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Speaking of craziness, Joey, isn't that isn't that Amber Heard thing over with? Uh, yes. Um. So so did they did they find her guilty of shitting in the bed? Uh, they kind of found both of them guilty. <laughs> <laughs> she literally shit the bed. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so because she referred to herself as a public figure representing d- domestic abuse, uh, she countersued Mr. Depp, saying that she he defamed her when his former lawyer released statements saying her allegations were a hoax. Uh, so <laughs> so did she win that one? Or are they going back to trial? I don't know. Uh, I think that the the jury came away with the same conclusion I had, which is it sounds like they're both toxic. <laughs> yeah, I just find the whole thing highly offensive as a nigga to stay in court. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what we doing. We we this is what we doing. You know the Constitution and shit, like court of law. This is what we doing. You know what I mean? I have mixed feelings about it because people don't believe women. I really haven't followed it as much. But I'm sure at least some of her allegations have some merit to it. And people were so quick to rally around Johnny Depp and not believe her. And it just, I, I don't know. It, she was it, it an abuser too. No, pe- people, people rallied around her, I think, initially. But I, I think they, I don't think anybody's blameless in that situation. And, and that doesn't excuse it. That doesn't excuse it. It's, it's, but yeah. I do think it's a difference between a man abusing a woman and two motherfuckers fighting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, yes, I think that's exactly. Different. Hold on. So a I, Hold I, on. I didn't watch enough of it to have an opinion, but I know that when anything goes down, society's tendency is to crucify the woman. You know what I mean? Oh, so definitely, think- for sure. But like we are, the burden of proof is always on us. Always. The whole what were you wearing type shit. But always. if you heard any of those Every recordings of her, the way she talked to that man, that's not a bitch that's getting popped in the mouth. Okay, you know all what right. I'm saying. I think it all was right. awful. When you have time, go go listen to some of some of those. Yeah, things. she so was beating yeah. him. So it really was her. It was her. It was both day ass. It was, yeah. but, but, Johnny, it was... but Johnny Depp be drunk on the stand, so he chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, Johnny, he yeah. seems so unbothered. That's another thing. No. Whenever I see like a him, he just has like a smirk, and he seems like he just doesn't seem like this is a difficult time that he's going through it just it all of it is suspect a little bit well here's here's part of the problem right he's a really good actor and she's a really bad one so (laughs) and therein lies the problem (laughs) well so to your point though about him kind of being aloof uh johnny depp was not in the room when they issued the verdict talking about that time i'm just talking yeah. about every t- all the pictures and videos i've seen of him on the stand he almost has like a smirk on his face like he's almost like he's talking to well, his buddy because that's all clips a of lot him of that, smirking a lot of that was him laughing at uh, the uh at her the absurdity her legal team because her legal team would oh, say oh, some clown ass shit would- 
Okay. His All lawyer, right. his lawyer, her lawyer was a jackass. All her lawyers were jack, were dumb. They kept asking, <laughs> they kept just accusing. It's all hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. And then he like she would like say, me. he would start speaking, and then he would just say he would stop, and he would wait, and then like five seconds later, yeah. hearsay. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was very. Um, what's the name of that show? The Keystone Cops, but yeah. of course, you know, it was very amateur night. Yeah. Like, I think I'd have done a better job. My court record is like four and one. You know what I mean? So I think I'd have done better. At one point, I'm, like, I'm 0 and 9. I, don't, I can't go to court. I can't. Every time I go, I got to pay somebody. <laughs> At one point, Call me. Okay, I will do. At one point, Johnny was like talking about something, and the lawyer goes, oh, well, let's respect the court's time. He's like, you just spent five minutes looking for a document you were supposed to have. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The fuck you mean respect the court? And I think Jason Momoa was on acid when he did his uh his his, his bit. That was fucking hilarious. Cause <laughs> I couldn't tell wait, if that Jason was real or not. I don't Took know if it, I don't know if it was. It seemed like it was real because everybody was because they kept pointing. They kept going back to the um to the the gallery and people were laughing in the yeah. gallery. Obviously, they were in the gallery, so people were dying laughing. So I thought that shit was real. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I didn't. I just saw a clip of that, but it, but he was very, very amused. I couldn't get over the guy that they uh, interviewed, who was like in his van, and he started smoking a vape, and then he just drove off in the middle of the thing. And the judge just looked like she wanted to. This trial sounds everything. like complete chaos. I'm it glad fucking I was. So that's why it went. That's why it happened in Virginia. So <laughs> even right down to the conclusion. Represent. So here's 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 how it ended. Amber Heard waited for the verdict in the courtroom next to her attorneys. Johnny Depp was in the United Kingdom as he was making surprise appearances at Jeff Beck at Jeff Beck gigs and did not make it back to the U.S. So he watched the verdict live from the U.K. On Wednesday, June 1st, the jury found Miss Heard defamed Mr. Depp by publicly accusing him of domestic abuse. The jury also found that Mr. Depp proved Mrs. Heard lied about her allegations. In Heard's countersuit. Against Depp, the jury found that Depp's former attorney, Adam Walden, publicly defamed her. So Heard now owes Johnny Depp $15 million, and Depp now owes Heard $2 million. So I have a question. Yes. He wasn't there for the verdict? You, you can't just not show up for court like that, right? Like, that's you can't just do that. Like, if you, yeah, you can. have a trial... You're supposed to be in court, or else you get a bench warrant for not showing up when you're you supposed to be. If in court. you're the defendant, you don't have to. Maybe, be there. maybe if it's civil, it's not different. Yeah, you if, you're, to, if, you, if you're in criminal court, then yeah. But yeah. I think maybe if it's civil, there. you can send your attorney. Yeah, if you don't have, if you have an attorney, you don't have to be in court. What the fuck is going on in Virginia that they have seven jurors? I don't understand the system. You're out of here. I didn't, you could just not sh- like I'm. I've got to go to this soccer game in London. I'm not going to be at court. Today. Like, <laughs> what kind of shit? Oh yeah. Yeah, if, you, if, it's, if, if it's civil and like domestic stuff, you yeah. know, a lot of times the attorneys can just represent your interests, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. So, but, but this is what I'm saying. He didn't want to be there. Like, well, here's this is your court case. Do you want to be present? This is an important thing. So we got, I don't know. We got some supposed inside information because one of the jurors decided to speak out anonymously uh, after the <laughs> after the verdict. Uh, so today was my last day of being a juror on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, and I wish to remain anonymous, but I thought I'd give some insight on my thoughts about the trial. I, do, I don't follow pop culture too much, so I haven't really been a fan of Johnny Depp or Amber Heard, so I felt I was pretty unbiased about the whole thing. But from the very beginning, when Amber Heard was testifying, everything just seemed so off with how she kept making eye contact with me. 
It made me extremely uncomfortable to where I could no longer look over at her when she was giving her answers. The juror continued to speak out saying, I would just listen intently and everything she was saying came off like bullshit. <laughs> That's that. Um, and, and I don't know if y'all had planned to bring Elon Musk into this because apparently they used to date, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But like that just confirms my suspicions of... Um, like you said, she's a bad actress, but she's a good whore. So that Damn. whole, that whole, yes. Let me, let me, <laughs> I didn't say whore. <laughs> let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. Not and, a whore. And, and this isn't like whole, like derogatory term for a woman's sexual proclivities or what have you. I mean whore. Just be the I sex mean worker. like saloon girl, that eye contact thing. Let me, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to woo you, sway you, you know, like a pimp, like a pimp, but like a, if she looks she gone you know what i'm saying right. like you don't look okay. a pip in the eye you know kind of thing so i think that just confirms that whole vibe that i get from her like they were talking about i think like didn't her like her acting coach or some director or somebody testified that she could never cry on cue that's why she on stage on, on, on the stand sobbing with no tears and stuff so um she not a cry there was right they had somebody testify that she was never able to cry on cue her acting coach i, I think i remember reading that yeah that's Hilarious, isn't it? There was another. It's like her acting coach was on stand, was like, "Yeah, this got to be real because she ain't shit. She can't what she do. This bitch can't act like this. We got to get the drops for her. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> get the drops. That's hilarious. I've seen this clip about a thousand times, but I never heard the context. What was that whole my dog stepped on a bee thing? I didn't hear that part. So. Because it's become a TikTok challenge. Like so, <laughs> she she was talking about something, and then she goes. My dog stepped on a bee. <gasps> and she just made some weird facial gesture. <laughs> and then, like, people cut to TikTok and then they just, like, rhyme with it. It's like, and, dog, yeah, it's dog, the, I've seen like, that. Oh, I banged my knee. <laughs> I gotta check that out. It took, yeah. it took on a life of its own, but I don't remember. Like, what was the cause? Like, I can't. There remember. was a whole WWE one that I saw. That I saw that was fucking hilarious. Oh. I just don't understand what was the point of what? What was she talking about there? And what was that weird noise she made after she said it? I think because she, I think she may have been explaining the dog shit in the bed. How do you end bed. with a verdict of she owes fifteen and he owes two? So shouldn't the verdict just be she owes thirteen? No, because I mean, well, you have to have it on record. Defamation yeah. isn't a; it's not one person defamed or the other person. Both of them defamed. So uh, the defamation. Was, but she, he only did two million dollars worth of defaming, and she did fifteen million dollars worth of defaming. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. Because because well, again, Johnny he, was suing for a lot more. Yeah, he, than was, that he was too. suing okay, her for a lot on. more money. If both people got defamed, why does it not just cancel out? Because Johnny lost trillions of dollars. Yeah. Johnny, oh, okay. Johnny, Johnny so they, they're basing it on loss of income. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Disney fired him quick. Yeah. Mind, they didn't find Johnny guilty of defamation. They found his lawyer guilty. Yeah, of his lawyer defamed her. Oh. So I'm not sure it's actually going to come out of his pocket. No, that's the lawyer's. That's that's the lawyer's problem now. Like when uh, when when uh, Trump's lawyers paid uh, that hooker all that money remember it wasn't trump's money it's the lawyer's money i don't know but that's i mean the lawyer represents johnny depp so how he did he get to his bill he to his bill yeah but like what are, if i'm just I, saying like how did johnny depp get out of it? it's like oh i didn't defame her my lawyer defamed her well the lawyer's just quoting you the lawyer right? said no necessarily because the lawyer can say stuff that the lawyer said and then are you culpable because your lawyer said some stupid shit 
No. The well, lawyer, lawyer, the lawyer is the person who speaks for you legally. That's the that's how it's that's every, the point of it. It depends on when it happens. Like if it happened as part of the court proceedings, that's different than he said something out in public prior to trial. Mm-hmm. That's defamation. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we were talking about in court. No, that's no. not when your countersuit came before the the. Because what they had, to, oh. what they were trying to prove throughout the whole thing was that Amber Heard. Ever heard wrote the op-ed piece mm. first and foremost because she kept saying she didn't write it. Right. And then she was like, "Oh, and then and when she was on the on the stand, she said, oh, yeah, I wrote it. But it was true. And it's like, wait, but you tell you didn't write it. So why are we all here? If you if you really did this shit, we should have been gone two weeks ago. And then she and, then, and even if like the lawyer made that statement as part of the proceedings, like apparently it wasn't sealed because we were all watching it. Yeah. So we you know court is public record, so that's still a public statement. Yeah. Why do I know so much about court? I don't know. It's interesting. You're it's right. interesting. We're glad that we have you for this discussion. Uh, a flag went up. <laughs> Was it red? <laughs> Speaking uh, of courts, what else going on, Joe? Uh, Supreme Court has declined to hear the case from the couple that pointed guns at the BLM protest. If you recall, there were two uh, attorneys in uh, in Missouri, uh, the McCloskeys, uh, one of whom had a, n- a nice mustard stain on their T-shirt when they decided mm-hmm. to point their guns at the BLM protest as they walked by on the they street in front a of their house. They, uh, they, they lost their law licenses <laughs> over it because yeah. pointing the weapons at the protesters went from, hey, we're holding our Second Amendment rights to... Oh, that's assault with a weapon. Uh, you would think lawyers would have a better handle on this. <laughs> Come on. So they try to take it to the Supreme Court, and the, the you know you fucked up with the most conservative Supreme Court in like history <laughs> says, "Nah, y'all are on your They're own." Like, nah. <laughs> okay, Some t- wrong is just wrong in this instance. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't win every fight, white people. Just just so you're just so you're aware, you you can't win all the arguments. So we, we let those we let those tragic whites uh, live on with their with their misgivings, and hopefully not the tragic whites. The tragic whites. Those are the tragic whites. You know the tragic whites, like Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. Who now says he's going to Texas A and M, and Texas A and M says, "No, nope. uh, no, you ain't." <laughs> but see, that's exactly what happened. Like just to compare those two right quick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I live in Virginia, gun capital of everywhere outside of Texas. Yes. But, yeah. That's the difference. People who are about that gun life, you got to be about that gun life. They know the law. Cal Rittenhouse knew the law. That's why he got off. Mm-hmm. These two people just standing outside, one of them goofy as a bitch holding the gun wrong. You got your finger on the trigger. They, they an embarrassment to the establishment. Yes. She literally That's held what it that like was about. pew pew. <laughs> Everybody go down. Just, no, but speaking <laughs> of doing the law, here's the thing about Cal Rittenhouse. So yes, he was clearly being pursued by a mob and defended himself. You can see that right on the video. But the, the questions that aren't answered or the thing that's not considered is you were across state lines you chose and, to you, put were, yourself in and you had a gun that you couldn't have licensed to yourself because you were underage. So it's like there were a bunch of laws that he did break that didn't get considered so that we can acquit him of the one that he was following. Well... I don't know the, the laws in that particular state. And I'm about to raise another flag because I know a lot about guns, too. But But there's a difference between purchasing a weapon and operating a weapon. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, I own guns. Um, okay. When I go to the range, 
I can take my sick male when she was 16. I could take my 16 year old with me and she could fire whatever I brought in there. You know what I'm saying? She couldn't go purchase it. Yeah. So like as far as like crossing the state lines, that's on his mama. You know what I mean? Right. So once so once he was in that place and subject to the laws of that state, I don't know and, and I don't know the law, but I don't know that there's a law against him possessing that weapon and operating that weapon. Well, there there was a whole line of questioning that he had to go through where his cousin or something got the gun for him because he was underage and couldn't get the gun legally himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, that's a thing. So you're telling me that there's a difference between being old enough to purchase a gun and being old enough to actually fire a gun. Definitely, because I mean, people come up hunting all the time. Like if you if you are if you are a responsible gun owner and you hunt deer or quail or whatever, you know, your 14 year old, you know, people here shoot young. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and and that's perfectly legal, you know, when it's sanctioned and, you know, within the confines of the law. But there is a difference between, like, you can, in, in Virginia, you can purchase a shotgun at 18, but you can't purchase a handgun until 21. But you can okay. but you can fire either one at 16, 14, if you come to the range with your mama or whatever, you know. And those, and, okay, so you can legally operate a firearm at, I guess, whatever age. Mm -hmm. um, based, so, and that doesn't, Affect like if you kill somebody on purpose or by accident, it doesn't say all that. <laughs> I'm asking like, does does it come into play that you weren't even old enough to even purchase this weapon? Is are those things independent when they're considering that you have murdered a person? A lot of times, and and I don't and I don't want to speak specifically to murder because I just don't know and I don't want to say I don't want to you know be wrong. But when it comes to like the specifics, a lot of times it depends on where you are. So like all, those of us who are from the south. We don't take our guns above Virginia. You know what I mean? Damn because right. New Jersey don't play that. You know what I'm saying? You know, so a lot of places don't play that. So it don't matter how old you were in Jersey, where your mama was at, where you would have, you know, some places it, it's, it's just a no, a hard no. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's more of a like kind of winning Rome do thing. But you know, gotcha. also in Virginia, you know, people get in trouble all the time. You know, kids shoot each other accidentally because they're unsecured guns in the home. So it's always like a case-by-case -case basis as far as, like, culpability. And, you know, because, yes, you can take your child to a gun range and legally allow them to fire that weapon. Yeah. But, you know, in your home, you're responsible for it. You're supposed to have a gun. You're supposed to have trigger lock. So, you know, whatever those measures are. This it seems to shoot me up that what you're talking about, how you can what? take your 14-year-old hunting with you or you can take your daughter to the range with you, that is a supervised... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you are there as the person who's the supervisor for a minor. So right. him just being 15 or however he was with this automatic weapon across state lines by himself, I I mean I can't see where that wouldn't be illegal or problematic. That that's it, the part it, that it wouldn't have been had he not shot motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like if he had crossed the state lines anyway. in New York, he would have gotten his ass written up because they don't play with guns at all. No. They don't play that at all. Um no. But he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna shoot up a school. I swear. Like looking at this, he all right. He ASU already dropped him because he was attending Arizona State before the trial. Yeah. And then ASU students bullied ASU into dropping him. And now yeah. other schools aren't picking him up. Meanwhile, he's saying that uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial inspired him, so he wants to he wants to sue. Yeah, uh, he wants to sue Biden. Media and Joe Biden. He also like posted a video of himself shooting off a fi automatic firearm. Which don't think that's legal. Oh, the fuck you get that? Is he completely tone deaf? Yeah, Why no. Would yes. He do that? yes. He, he. Why would he do he's that? He's emboldened. He, put, he said, "Joe Biden, you're not coming from our for our guns." 
He's gonna be the oh next one. God. But if the thing I'm is, you gotta never get photographed with a, uh, any kind of weapon in my but hand. You gotta I'm understand. Box he, he's like the darling of the NRA. <laughs> Yeah. He never has to pay for a drink in his life. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, like the, the NRA all but runs this country. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the, the, the protective bubble that he's in, like, maybe he'll never go to college, but he'll also probably never need to. Yeah, but he's you know, yeah. I guarantee you're going to start seeing him speaking at conventions. Um, you know, like, well, maybe not because he's not that smart. But, you know, like, as far as, like, his celebrity status yeah, in yeah, that yeah. community amongst those He's people, like the poster boy for yeah. guns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For vigilanteism. Not go. just oh. guns. And yeah. He, and he gonna go and shit up a school because they're not letting him in. I guarantee it. It's gonna happen. He went, again, He, he he's more of a low-hanging fruit kind of guy. He's of a low-hanging fruit kind of guy. He'd do it elementary school. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, because 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 somebody in college conceivably, you know, he could be overpowered or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, as somebody on his level, he's not a real big guy either. You no, know what I'm saying tiny. Big. No, he's a coward. Yes, he's a little bitch. So. He's a coward, and his wife's sucking it. Oh wait, that's wrong. <laughs> wrong that story. You gotta say his mom. What, his what mom, makes you? His mama's sucking the wrong. Is sucking a coward's dick. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What what makes you think that he's a coward? What makes you say that he's a cowardly? Because he had, because he's shooting people with guns. Well, a, he, because he, he was, went into a situation where to, he shouldn't to, have been. to be able to shoot people with a, with a gun. Yeah, he, he just wanted to shoot a gun. Like, there's no reason you're actually trying. Like, he didn't need to be in there. You don't do that to protect things. He That's was, not how no. He's not going to protect no, hobby he, he motors. He was 100 across state lines with the intention to incite violence. One hundred percent. You don't go across the across a line with it, yeah. And it's like not like and not like you know someone over there that you're trying to. He was help protecting Hobby Motors for no reason at all. He didn't need no. to be there. So again, so like, hey, wait, niggas are acting up over here. Let me bring my gun and go. Yeah, what's going on? Gun. Yeah. Yeah. That was his train of thought. Yeah. All right, Joey. Well, what else we got going on? If he wasn't a coward, he would have joined the military already. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I. I but they probably don't want him because he's a fucking retard. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's exactly want, baby. That is disrespect to, to retards. That's disrespectful to retards, Joey. Can't disrespect retards like that. Sorry, I just stopped using that word. No, you don't. Hashtag, they're good. <laughs> what does that mean? Huh? They're good. Like, uh, like when, whenever, when instead of like, instead of saying hashtag something bad, it goes, hashtag, they good. That's just, all right. <laughs> you win that way. Let's go. Let's get. Let's hit this last one. What's going on, Jim? All right. Uh, so, uh, in in ahead of the Roe v. Wade decision, because it, it still technically hasn't been released yet, an abortion rights advocate jumped over barricades and chained his neck to a fence surrounding the United States Supreme Court building as he chanted, "Overturn Roe, hell no." According to reports and footage of the He's event, trying to get some pussy. <laughs> that is a pussy move. That's all. <laughs> He gonna get it too in droves. <laughs> Let that man advocate for women's rights. Let him do what he wants to do. Now, when you, he now, has a bike lock around his neck. Now, when I, <laughs> when I read bits and pieces of this, Joey, only one name came to mind, and that was Jason Blue Brand, because he seems like the type to do it. Um, he seems like the type to chain himself to a fence for women's rights. Um, but when you said jump, well, I knew it be- wasn't Jason. Women's rights are human rights. They are coming from us first, and then you're next. Like Wait. you can't just let them take things what away. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. The guy identified himself as Guido Reichstadter. <laughs> oh, he's a he's an old old uh, Italian kraut. 
That's not a Wait, real he's name. He's got an Italian first name and like a German last name. He's Italian Kraut. Yeah. He's a Guinea he's a Kraut. What kind of shit is that? That's, 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 that's a made-up name. Reisenberg? What was it? Reichschlagen. Right? Is that a joke? <laughs> Reichstarter. Reichstarter. Let's ask the him again when they ask him again when they press charges. I don't think that's a real name. <laughs> that's a that's a name that he made up because he know how much pussy he fitting to get, and he ain't got time for everybody to be stalking his real Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's about. Tell me you fuck Stephen raw without Jones. telling me you fuck raw. Stephen Jones, also <laughs> known as Guido Startmiser. <laughs> Maybe he's a person of color and he didn't want to get recognized. Oh no, he's such, not. So he picked the most European name he could. Possibly, it's like what are the, what are two countries in Europe? Okay, Guido Reichschneider. Oh no, I'm, I'm looking, looking at a picture of him. He I, is. I might think he's he might if white. it weren't for the chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we, wouldn't, true. we wouldn't put a chain around our neck and, <laughs> and sit outside a courthouse. Yeah. That's a, that's 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 cause. For we ain't going to no court voluntarily. Anyhow. <laughs> that's true. That I is went, I went, look at I this. Went get, I went to get my marriage license. My knees was knocking like a motherfucker. I don't do no court. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was holding up drawers when I first saw this. I did too. That, that looks like that's my drawers. Freedom panties. <laughs> no, that's a thong. That's got to that be a thong. <laughs> and apparently, it's a. Uh... Or is that a Jets flag? That's either a Jets flag or a thong. I don't. I don't know. If that's a thong, then I'm envious of you know whoever he got that from because I always wanted one of those panoramic vaginas, like you know you put an IMAX movie <laughs> on it. I just uh, got the regular standard factory joint, but whoever's thong that is, it's uh, <laughs> it's a handkerchief. Uh, it holds. It has the uh, the the website that he that he supports. Uh, Rise up for abortion rights. Okay. The number four. That was that that was that get, was bad. Get, what um, was it again? Get an erection for abortion rights. What was it again? <laughs> yeah, basically. You better get hard for there abortion it is, rights. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> this just, 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 the, for abortion rights. just the tip of abortion you, you ever hear the phrase I don't like my allies this is, <laughs> there's so many reasons not to like this ally that don't, help. Don't, don't help, help. Don't help. <laughs> stop, stop helping they're going to be okay they gonna well, be listen, okay. somebody got to do something we're just sitting here on this podcast let uh, Third Reich go up in there and <laughs> Let, let, let him fly his flag. Guido Third Reich Rockstar. Design graphics. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, pick a fucking European country. I, uh, seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. He picked two. You can't eat cannoli <laughs> and drink Hefeweizen. The fuck uh, are you doing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that is man. quite the name he's got there. Oh, uh, man. We're going to get out of here for the week, Joe. Yeah. It has been a fun episode of the Die Comedy Podcast. Yes. Uh, man, yes. with uh, Miss Apple Brown Betty? Yes, sir. Where can people find you at again, sweetheart? I am apple.brown.betty on Instagram, and I'm just Brown Betty on Facebook. I am Sturdy Girl 6 on Twitter, but I don't be on Twitter because Twitter's mean and fuck them. <laughs> Ooh, Twitter is toxic and fuck. I can't. Yeah. I can't Twitter do it. And I, cannot, I want to delete my membership from Twitter so bad, but every day. Some toxic shit happens, and I'm like, no, they didn't. Because you because they get the drop first. So if you like if you like to stay on top of stuff, you will want to check yeah. in. But yeah, ignorance is bliss for me. Oh my god, it's so savage on there. It is the the jungle of the internet. It is. I only use it for football stuff. Yeah, I, I use it for for, for uh, other stuff. Uh, Bacanis, where can people find you? At? 
just underscore Candice. That's Candice with a K-A-N-D-Y-C-E on all the apps. All right, Joey LaFaro, where can they find you at, man? I'm going to spell this out for y'all because you can't seem to fucking get my name right. It is J O. That, that was very angry. J O. A little point. Nah, because like I I I've like literally spent like five minutes at a fucking kiosk with somebody, some type of clerk, going L A, and I'm like, no, L O. I've spelled it for you. I told you it's in how you say it, so you, you always say it no, phonetically. No, you I, always say Joey Lafaro. I said L O, and then they said L A. There's no hope for that person. <laughs> but I'm saying say per, specifically pronounce. The O, say Lofaro, and they'll get it. My no, name is won't. Jojo Lofaro. So if you say it like that, if you drag out that O and emphasize it, then they'll get it. I gotta be Now, see, now it sounds like he's back to handing out his taffy card and telling people he got a big dick. Jojo Lofaro. Jojo Lofaro, the Lothario. Joe Low in high school. Like it's supposed to be pronounced and saying Lofaro, then they're not going to get it. I don't say Lofaro. Say Low Faro. I do. Oh my goodness. I've never heard you say your name as Low Faro. I hear you I say have. it every week on this podcast and you say Lafaro. It's gonna be okay, Joey. I won't gang up on you. And then black people gonna put like L I L Joey Lafaro. <laughs> That's it. it's either they make it L A or they add an I in there somewhere. <laughs> Low Faro. Lafario. I get Lafario all the fucking time. And so people start getting it. Emphasize that O. Say low far up. But I'm saying I'm literally spelling it. <laughs> oh, well, then that, there's no hope for That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. And I am DJ Marcus. You can find me at DJMarcus.comedy on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and also you can find me on Facebook if you're looking for a DJ for any gigs going on with your family. Uh, DJ Marcus is the guy for you. Uh, I do quinceañeras now. I got my uh, my Hispanic background. I'm a, I've got the Hispanic backdrop and the big 16. Uh, it's just just a time for your, your I'm sorry. 15. Okay, that's 15. a 15. Quinceañera. <laughs> 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 You're not bad. about to get hired for not Nara quinceañera. I got to go. I got to go order a new sign. I got to order a new balloon sign. That's why um, you got fired from the ha ha hole. <laughs> hey, I am I am performing at the Hoochie Hut. I was just saying, you stole uh, the Hoochie <laughs> in in Luxembourg, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Come on by every Thursday from 12:45 to 6:15. Uh, I will be <laughs> spinning the hits uh, right before uh, Cinnamon gets on stage number two. Uh, Amen. Cinnamon gets on at, at six at six fourteen, and I get off at six fifteen. What's up, Joey? Uh, I just wanted to mention we're back at comedy shows near me this Thursday at McGinty's in downtown. Yes, we Silver are. Spring. Yes, we are. This week we have uh, a McGooby's comedy competition, uh, comedy of the year, Nikki Knowles and okay. Ryan Nazer will be in the building. Awesome. And mark your calendars because July twenty eighth. Miss Apple Brown Betty will be joining us. Okay. Headlining that show. You know I'm have you know I'm so, gonna have to take a special night and uh, come down to the comedy show near me, because um, I, I I did quit officially today. Uh, today was my last day working for comedy shows near me. Um, I, I wish I wish them the best of luck with their future endeavors. I hope that uh, they can uh, can find another Candace to be on their show because they had not put the best one on. Ain't that right, Candace? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the only time she doesn't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I am DJ Marcus for Joey LaFaro. Candace Hogg is our special guest this week, Ms. Apple Brown Betty. We will see you next time. More fun and more thrills on me. 
Dot Comedy Podcast. Y'all have a good night. You too. You too.